Hi, good evening. I'm giggling tonight because I just was interviewed on another show. I just ran here. Hi, I'm, I'm Dr. George Andal, and we have a great show tonight. Thank you for joining us on a journey through into awareness. So I think you've heard me speak in the past that God comes to us as life. God meets us where we are, and God always has great things in store for us. Do we have the eyes, the heart to experience it, to welcome it? And we're not called to understand. We're called to just awaken. Awaken to what? Awaken to the love and the guidance from God. Who is God to you? What do we see? What do we hear? Tonight, we have an amazing young man who um, I have known for a little while, have the privilege of working with him. His name is Evan Burke. And you might know him because he's a very well-known comedian. And he was also um, uh, worked for TMZ an investigative uh, reporter for the stars. But I think he's a star. So, Evan, say hello. Hi, it's so great to see you. Thank you for joining us on our show tonight. Hey, Dr. Dow, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. So thanks for, thanks for asking me to be on. Oh, my gosh, it's great. Really great. So um, I know you've journeyed through a lot of different places in your life. Uh, in reality and metaphorically. So how did, you, how did your faith journey begin? Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Tell everybody a little bit about who you are. Um, you know, Evan, um, I'm sorry. I, I just want to mention this. What It didn't seem like he was starting on a faith journey. But he was flipped into faith. So I just want to say that before I turn it over to Evan. Thank you, Evan. Hi. Hey, yeah. So, yeah. So I guess to provide some context, you know, my um, I come from a Jewish family, um, Jewish on both sides, you know, so full-blooded, as we call it in the South. Um, and... And the where Jewish in the family. South are you? Tell everyone where you are. So, so I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I currently live in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. Um, and being Jewish was always important to my family, simply because you know, growing up in the South and and being um, Jewish in the South, you know, whether you had a strong relationship with God or a strong relationship with your synagogue or not, you know, your environment would always remind you you're, you're, you're Jewish in this place. Um, it was, it was something that, um, even if religion wasn't something that you thought about often, um, it, it, it would always come up. And so, you know, I went to Hebrew school growing up and I was bar mitzvahed and, um, and then I continued to, to, um, study beyond, but not, not as in depth, but I will say my, my, I'll never forget asking my rabbi while dur- around the time of, of my bar mitzvah, I, I, I was questioning the, I, the existence of God, even around my bar mitzvah. And I, and, and I'll ne- I think I asked my, my rabbi something along the lines of how can I be Jewish or how can I have this bar mitzvah if I don't totally know that in my own life right now that that God is real. And my rabbi said, I, I think I'd be paraphrasing, um, but he almost said something along the lines of, isn't that the most beautiful thing about God is that, you know, the, the, he, there's always this room to interpret and to study and to deeper, deepen your understanding. But as long as you never stop studying, as long as you never stop seeking the truth and really 
diving in and just really trying to critically think about this, that's the journey. And so as long as, as you know, as long as you never stop that, God will always kind of be here, be with you. And he kind of said that in so many words. I think he kind of, you know, so. Did he bring up I, prayer at all? Or it was just about spent time thinking about it. It's just interesting, Evan. I mean, at the time, he really used the word studying and studying right. Torah specifically. Right. As long as you, which, I, you know, I think does mean prayer. But at the time, he said, yeah. as long as he said, you know, the thing about Judaism is, you know, study and interpret. Just study and interpret and never stop. And if your interpretation changes over time, good. It's supposed to. Um, you know what I'm hearing when he says that, Evan, which is very profound, is that um, that through reading, that God will move through you for the interpretation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and so a- after my bar mitzvah, you know, I, I went into high school and I, I stopped going to Hebrew school. And while I'm still... Jewish, you know, that conversation comes up, are Jews a race or are they a religion? You know, I think I, I've experienced that it's both. Um, And so even though I kind of really disconnected from some of the religious aspects of Judaism, you know, we would still do Passover Seders and Rosh Hashanah, you know, we we would do all of the formalities. Um, That's really all they were. Um, And I would say that the the thing, you know, kind of that goes off of the title of, of the episode, but the thing that really started my faith journey was when I was a senior in high school and I was involved in a car accident. And I was on my high school's debate team. We were on our way to a debate tournament and, you know, we were driving and... um I was in the middle of the backseat of this car, not wearing a seatbelt. And as we're going along the highway, a car hits our back bumper and we flipped down the highway about six times. Um, there was a, a group of my teammates in a car behind us. And they're the ones that said the number six. Um, I don't really, you know, I didn't, I didn't experience six flips, but the car behind me said, you guys flipped six times and the car landed upside down. Um, and my hand ended up outside of the window and my hand ended up pinned between the roof of the car and the asphalt. And and it was a pretty, pretty gnarly injury, but I definitely experienced something divine in that moment. And I was always able to talk about what it is that I experienced, but only until recently was I able to really look back and realize that God was working in that moment. Um, Can you talk about what you remember from that experience, Evan? So when you say, I remember that there was something divine, you know, happening that experience that you remember. Um, it's okay if you don't want to. Um, could you mention a couple of things of what you what you recall that might've been God reaching out Um, back then that you weren't in touch with? Well, there, there are a couple of things. So one is right, maybe about five to six minutes before we crashed, the idea in my mind came up, maybe you should put your seatbelt on. Isn't that amazing? Yes. And and I did not, I did not put on my seatbelt. Um, It's so important because God does talk to us in this way. And we don't hear, we don't believe that it's a message coming through. Wow, that's powerful. I'm sorry, Ged. And, you know, when the car flipped down the highway, um, it it truly felt like time stood still. You know, what might have been a 15-second, you know, in, in reality, a 15-second kind of, uh, you know, accident felt like a minute, like time time really stood still and it almost felt like, I mean, it it truly did feel like 
somehow I was repositioned to survive this accident. Um, I should not have survived. I mean, the car flipped six times. I was not wearing a seatbelt. I was getting tossed around. The car landed upside down. Um, there, there was just this moment where I felt protected and I felt at peace and I felt what, I mean, what really happened in that moment was I had time to really think about my life and I never, it was this moment where I felt like I saw things so clearly and, um, and something else that happened that I, you know, think about as it relates to my accent, you know, even in the moment, um, what ended up happening to my hand was the term is degloved. And that's, you know, where you have really bad skin damage on, on your hand. And maybe a few years prior, and when I say a few, I actually mean like when I was in elementary school, I recall having a dream where I was in an accident and I had my hand hurt and mangled. And what I saw the day of my accident, when I looked down at my hand, is what I saw in my dream years prior. Wow. Right. Absolutely. And I was always able to say that. I remember having this dream and then it happened. I remember being that voice in my head, put on a seatbelt and then not doing it. I remember that very, that moment when we're flipping down the highway and this real sense of calm came over me and, and I felt like, like I was being protected. I felt like I was being shaken and protected. Like I felt like, God was absolutely trying to send me a message and keep me safe at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but none of that occurred to you then. None of that occurred to me then you at bet, the time. But at the time, I definitely utilized it, I'd say, for a positive. Um, instead of letting the whole situation kind of get me down and, and, and make me feel negative, I walked away from that with this new sense of like, I've seen the light, but I wasn't able to attribute what that light was, but it was more about this feeling of light. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I'm Dr. George Andow and our guest is Evan Burke and we'll be right back. Thank you. You're listening to talk radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on TalkRadio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on TalkRadio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military, and politics, all around what makes a great leader. 
the personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back. I'm Dr. George Anda, and we're here with our guest, Evan Burke. So um, please, Evan, continue. We were looking at um, the feeling that you had when we were looking at uh, you having heard within the deep within yourself about the seatbelt and you didn't listen. But you know what? It's very important that we're looking at this. Because I had an imagination about something. And I think we're all empathic. And maybe that word empath is really coming from a place of uh, paying attention to God within. Um, You know, some people say to me, um, 9-11, why didn't God stop it? Why? How did it happen? And I have an imagination that in 9-11 that there, there was this feeling and sense within the stewardesses or maybe those uh, boarding that were telling them, you know, either don't get on the plane or there's something wrong or check the underneath the seat or, and we don't. And isn't that maybe part of our journey is to awaken to that, which is God in us speaking. So you had this sense then, but you didn't know what it was. So would you mind continuing talking about that? Absolutely. And when I say that, um, you know, I mentioned that after my accident, it really, it really started the best years of my life. I mean, and not just because I just went to college after, um, but because, you know, prior, I wasn't living the best life. And I, I mean, I was in high school, so who is, but I was definitely going down a path that looking back, I, I didn't like. I was doing drugs. I was lying a lot to my parents, to myself. Um, I was really not thinking about what I was doing at all. I was just, I, I don't know. I was just existing. I, I, I never. Right. It, right. And, Unconscious. And, exactly. And one thing that happened um, prior to my accident is I remember telling my friends one day, I would love to try stand-up comedy. I was always getting laughs at the lunch table. I was always able to kind of get the group at school to laugh. And I told my friends, you know, I might want to try stand-up comedy. And they kind of laughed at me and they were like, okay, haha, you know, you're 16, 17, you know, you know, let, but the, ultimately they were somewhat, you know, I'd, I'd say supportive. Um, and after my accident, I had this new energy where I was so grateful to be alive. And I, I didn't have that gratitude prior that I felt, I felt like I was granted permission to take risks in life now. Uh, cal- like good calculated risks, like the kind of things that get you out of your comfort zone. And so I went to college and within about a month of me being there, I had the courage to do comedy and to try it out for the first time. And I always think back on would I have had the courage to do comedy if I hadn't gotten into my accident. And, and I really don't think that I, that I would have, um, and so, and then that led to, has led to so many other things that I, you know, the cause and effect. Um, 
So when, but I, I'm sorry, Evan. Um, I just want to add hmm. to this, if I may. When you speak about, you know, after the accident that you now felt, quote, you had the courage to go into com- comedy. What I'm hearing is that it was that you were experiencing yourself as developed in a new way, in a higher way. Yeah, it was one of those things where the the accident in so many ways was it really flipped flipped me upside down. I mean, this happened my senior year of high school, uh, Halloween day. So all of these senior year things that you would normally do um, immediately did not become the standard for me. I couldn't go on a spring break trip with my friends that I planned because my, my hand wasn't in good shape. Um, you know, prom wasn't what I had wanted or intended. Um, I was a trying to apply for colleges and I could barely write. I could barely type, um, because of my hand. Um, so, you know, all of these things kind of became harder. And then even within my school, my reputation kind of became defined as that, you know, you're the kid that got the hand, your hand messed up. And so, I, 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 I guess what, what I really felt was this, was this feeling of what can really go wrong? What's the worst that can happen if I get up on stage and talk into a microphone? But, mm-hmm. you know, the, even like the, I guess I just had it in my mind that where I was like, the worst case scenario isn't nearly as consequential as what the, the best case scenario could be. Mm-hmm. And I guess that it really forced me to have this conversation with myself of what are you going to be defined by in this moment of your life? Are you going to be defined by this accident or or not? And because, I mean, I, there was a moment where I thought that the injury aspect of the aspect of the accident was going to define me. And in what way, Evan? Um, just in a way where, you know, I, you know, I was really worried that I was going to adopt a mindset of the world is out to get me. Okay. And victim victim. Yes. I was very worried that the accident was going to create that attitude within me. Um, and, and I'm very grateful that it didn't. And I, and that's something too, that I have to point to God, um, for just allowing me to be gentle on myself. Um, so it sounds like you weren't always, you weren't always able to be gentle on yourself. No, absolutely not. So you see a major transition from that place to this higher consciousness. Absolutely. And and there was a lot of there there was a lot that I could have blamed on myself with the accident. The the not wearing of the seatbelt, the you know, there were um Yeah, and so it was it just it allowed me to it allowed me to be comfortable with this imperfection. And to really love myself and everything kind of about me. Um, and so those years in college were were truly amazing because I do feel like I was listening to God. It's so it's it sounds like in me. Yeah, hold that for a moment if you if 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 we may. So it sounds like Coming through the accident and not dying and not having your hand totally destroyed, that somehow you felt God's love and protection. And out of that place, you were able to begin to love yourself. Would you say that might be? I would say that it, there were, you know, loving myself is, is a journey, obviously. Sure. But, but in that moment in time, absolutely. Okay. You know, absolutely. And I do feel like in the the years that I was in college and I was, you know, 
I definitely feel like that I was letting God guide me without knowing that I was letting him guide me. I, I definitely feel like I was listening to that voice in my head and trusting um, the opportunities that were being put in front of me. And, and at the time I was convinced, you know, cause I'm going to college and I'm trying to get a degree, but I'm convinced that comedy is this higher calling that I can't explain. Um, but someone put this thing in my head and it's just not going away. Um, and so at that time in my life, I definitely feel like I was living my true self without really realizing, um, that I was, and that I was kind of, I was letting God guide me. Um, and there are times since then, especially like from, I would say leaving college until about a year or two ago where I definitely feel like I lost sight of that feeling Mm -hmm. Um, because comedy became um, this thing that I I almost let it define me in the wrong ways for a time where I always, I've always tried to hold on to that feeling of I do comedy because I want to make people laugh. I want to, I want to bring people together. Um, but there have been moments on this journey where I'm like, no, I want to be famous. I want to be rich. I want to be the funniest. I want to be the best. I want, I want, I want to be a heartthrob. I, you know, and. Indulging yourself in your ego. And in those moments is when. It's when I went to that place, when I can clearly see that. I do feel like I veered from God's plan, but he was still right there showing me what I needed to see. Um, so, so that in hopes I would listen and I would, and I would be aware. Um, because even in those moments where I went to that place of, you know, kind of the self-serving those, that's the darkest, those are the darkest places that I've been mentally was when I was acting and making decisions from a place where those are my priorities. Um, And I also don't feel like those are actually my priorities, but I let the external world dictate those for me because you know, I, I stopped really tending to this relationship with this higher power that I had met, uh, been met and not really known what, how to comprehend because um, I was for a time there, I was just so convinced God was, you know, wasn't, didn't exist that right. even the, when all these signs were coming, I, I, there was no way for me at the time um to attribute it to where it was coming from. Right. Yes, because the world screams loudly with its secularism and its consumerism, and God's voice is still. We have to pay attention and develop that relationship for us to hear, because it's a different type of hearing. It's like it's like a tuning device. We have to tune into that frequency, you know? So we're going to take a brief break, and we're going to come back with Evan Burke. Thank you. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you 
run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. me drinking. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back <laughs> with our guest, Evan Burke, tonight. So, um, you know, I've always said that our deepest desires are God's desires for us because God lives in us. God moves through us. God prays through us. You know, and as a Catholic woman, and again, I wasn't brought up Catholic and I wasn't brought up religious. In mass, we say, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Meaning that God abides within and that God is praying through us, moving through us, directing our lives through us, in us. And so before the break, uh, Evan and I were talking about that. We fine-tune, with God's grace and help, we fine-tune our frequency of hearing to discern God's voice in us and through us from our own voice, the voice of the ego, like Evan was saying before, you know, he wanted to be famous and rich and, you know, he's already handsome, but, you know, wanted and, you know, all of those places. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But not when we make our God a God with a small g. Meaning that all these other things define us. Rather than the truest self, the truest sense of ourself, which is God in us, which is what we're called to discover. The highest place in us. Uniquely how God made us. and. So that's what Evan and I were talking about before the break, that frequency, Evan. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, when you said recently, you know, God's desires for God desires for us, that which we desire for ourselves. Um, And it's almost like that idea of kind of be careful what you wish for, because you just might get it. And, you know, there's a few moments in my life where I absolutely felt like I was asking the world, and I didn't know at the time who I was really asking, but to see something and to experience something. And one of the things that really has brought me in on this journey was that just about everything that I've Asked to see in some ways God has shown me, um, you know, a couple of examples are, you know, one that's one that I'm not proud of, but I remember being younger and I remember having this idea that was like, you know, what would be nice if one day I could be in a little accident, get a little injury, nothing major, but you know, I got a little settlement 
And then that would kind of help me not worry about money forever. Don't not trying to be rich, not trying to be crazy. And I'm also not trying to, you know, walk around greedy. (laughs) Right. But just a little something. And I was really young when I thought about that. Mm -hmm. Here we are. Another example, you know, in doing comedy, um, there was one day in particular, very early on in my comedy career, where I remember saying to somebody, I said, you know what? Comedy for me is a means to an end. And I don't know what that means yet, but I'm going to do stand up until it gets me where I'm going next. And you know what? I would be happy just being one of those guys on TMZ sitting in the office, just talking about the news. Like if comedy got me there, that, that'd be awesome. And then lo and behold, I end up working at TMZ within a month of me being at the company. I am given my television debut, my opportunity to really um, do this thing that I had been kind of yearning for. Um, and, And another thing about that whole thing is, you know, my job at TMZ was to, was to interview celebrities. I would, I would, um, you know, try and find celebrities to interview. And, and when I think back on my portfolio of interviews at TMZ, yeah, I got to interview some huge celebrities like, you know, like a Mark Cuban and a Steven Tyler and some of those people. But the interviews that mean the most to me are the people that I grew up being influenced by and people that I grew up admiring. Somehow, in the weirdest ways possible, during my two and a half, three years at TMZ, so many of those people that I grew up admiring were put in front of me and were so gracious with their time in the interview when I interviewed them. Now, for those of you that know TMZ, most of these interviews are not pre-planned. There's hardly any PR involved it really is where are you who's around that day and the people that got put in front of me at tmz they were so targeted towards my like my childhood and, and people that i grew up on and people that i grew up admiring that i couldn't believe it one example is is this wrestler named diamond dallas page He's now very famous for creating a yoga program that changes people's lives called DDP Yoga. Uh, he was in this movie, Ready to Rumble, when I grew up, and he was a heavyweight champion, and I, and I absolutely loved this guy. And, and he was, I mean, when people ask me who's like the biggest, like, yeah, I interviewed Kevin Hart. I interviewed, you know, Bill, President Bill Clinton. But I think back on like Diamond Dallas Page and that interview and those interviews and some of the other people around it. And I couldn't help but see kind of what God was doing in those moments. Um, Why do you think that God does that? In your opinion, why do you think, because God's not, God's, God's interested in the development of our soul, right? That God's not interested in how comfortable we are really. God's interested in, in the development of our soul to develop our highest self. Well, you always say God has a sense of humor. And I think that, you know, there are these things in life that are just so like that, you know, and and then people will always say, oh, it's just coincidence. And I don't believe coincidence, you know, and and one thing that I've always one thing that, that I know about my relationship with God for a long time, even when I was not a believer, was I want a sign that you're that you are real. I want a sign that you exist. And so many times these signs kept coming and I wasn't there to, I wasn't in a state of awareness to accept it. And one thing in particular was, you know, I talked about my car accident and that happened on Halloween day of 2009. Well, about, I think eight or nine years later on Halloween day, you know, Halloween's always a weird day for me because, you know, it's, I, I see it as like a birthday almost. Um, and to make a long story short, I was at my girlfriend's family's house in Long Island and we get a call 
that there's a guy across the street that's really struggling. And someone thought he was drunk and having a hard time. And we go over there and the guy can't really stand. There's a dog running around that he was walking. He didn't reek of alcohol. Um, but we, we called 911. We got him where he needed to go. About a day later, one of the neighbors that knew everyone involved came over to the house and said, it is so great that you guys were there because that guy was having a brain aneurysm and had someone not found him when you guys found him, it it could have been fatal. Right. Beautiful. And this, and this happened on Halloween day, years after my accident. But at the time I'm not able to connect this dot. Right. Right. And And so God meets us again and again and again. Beautiful. I'm sorry. No. And so, you know, it's like, you know, so I think back on that which we desire for ourselves, God desires for us. And so I think that does have to do with something like, I want to work here and I want to see this. And, you know, and I'm grateful that, you know, as an entertainer, God showed me the entertainment industry through the lens of a TMZ. I mean, what, I mean, you know, talk about no frills, talk about like, this is, the entertainment industry, are you still interested kind of thing. Right. So it pertains to that, but it also pertains to, I really wanted a sign from God that he existed. And, and more, and so many times he delivered that. And, and again, only recently have I been in a state of awareness to look back on those things and see it. And also, accept them now in real time when they're happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, you said that one time and I'm, I'm, I, I'm a firm believer of that because, you know, I, I truly feel like anytime I felt like I've needed to see something or I really desired this thing, not necessarily from a material perspective, um, God has delivered, um, in a way that I couldn't have written it couldn't have written it better. And God will always deliver, but not for the reasons that we think. And so all the reason, all the ways that you're looking at where God met you, um, you know, God meets us where we are for reasons unbeknownst to us. And we're going to be taking a look at that in more depth when we return with Evan Burke. We'll be right back. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
Welcome back. I'm Dr. George Andow, and our guest tonight is Evan Burke. So, you know, we're looking at how God moves in our lives, and God has a sense of humor, and, you know, giving God an incredible personality, and absolutely, God's personality makes up every human being created, right? Because we are fragments and pieces of God. So God will meet us where we are. So when people say to me, well, you know, how do I pray? Well, we develop a relationship with God because God wants a relationship and will do everything for us to move to God because God's there always inseparable. Us, where, us asking where God is, is like a fish asking where the water is. No. So if you have a sense of humor, you know, God will meet you with that uh, type of humor um, in who you are as a part of uh, God's creation. So if you're asking, you know, how do I pray? Well, ask God, Lord, how are you going to meet me in my prayer? Where should I be looking? And these are the type of places and pieces that Evan is looking at and talking about tonight. That, you know, out of his, um, what seemed like a tragedy, I'm not saying it wasn't traumatic, but, you know, he's beautiful inside and out and came through it brilliantly through God's grace. Like he said earlier, he could have turned it into many other things, but God moved in him and he is awakening to what that looks like. And partaking, you know, we all have the light and the dark within us. We all encompass it all. Every human being is called to experience every emotion known to humankind. And in that discovery, it's not about us criticizing ourselves and making ourselves wrong, but to be able to embrace the parts of ourselves with God in love knowing that in the pieces that don't work or the pieces that might be sinful, quote, what sin means is missing the mark, that God is moving in me and I'm turning away, that we are moving and choosing ego, the small mind of the ego, E-G-O, edging God out, um, instead of moving more towards God and making that relationship first. So, in the deeper spiritual places, um, Evan, within you, where are you now? Um, where are you now in the past year, two years? Can you talk about the movement and, you know, where you are spiritually um, now? Absolutely. So I definitely feel like I'm at this like weird in-between stage of kind of one foot in and, and one foot out of of being able to put all of these things into practice every day and kind of living out of a place of, of ego. And I, I like to your point, I felt like I didn't know how to pray. And, and I felt one of the reasons why maybe I was, um, I don't want to say turning my back to God, but um, not, not as open was because I, maybe I felt insecure about praying. I felt like I have everything in control. I am in control of everything. It's if I fail, it's because I failed. And if I succeed, it's because I'm great. Me, the human. Um, and, you know, recently in praying, um, you know, I've started praying to, for a lot of things. One is to, kind of rid myself of bad habits. I know that at the end of the day, you can't just pray them away, but by praying and by praying to God to continue to guide me on my journey, sometimes those bad habits have to show themselves in a way that's even more that's even more profound than before because yes. now I'm listening. And, um, so, but I, you know, when I pray, I always just 
pray in gratitude. I always start with, you know, dear God, thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you for all of these things. And even the things that are negative that might've happened that day. Um, Thank you. Thank you for bringing this, maybe this darkness to light, whether it's, oh, you know, uh, there's a crack in your front door window and, you know, you're going to apply a little pressure and your hand's going to go through it. That just happened to me this past week. Um, You know, or, you know, in that moment, um, I was very, because that just happened. There was a situation this past week where um, there was like a micro crack in our in our front door window. And I applied a little pressure and the whole, my whole hand went through and, and I was shocked and I was, it was, a, it did bring up a bit of, um, kind of, sure. kind of, tr- yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I just moved into a house and, and I want, you know, things to be right or whatever. And so, um, you know, and in moments when I feel like I'm losing control of, my emotions. Um, I try and I, I try and step away and pray and I try and have that awareness to, you know, I often pray to God for patience. Um, not only that he has patience with me, but that I have patience with myself and the world around me. Well, when you pray for patience, you're probably going to repeatedly get placed on the end of a line. <laughs> where you have five minutes and now you have to wait for all these people to finish. before mm-hmm. you. <laughs> Right. Right. Or maybe, you know, another uh, three weeks before you can get the glass fixed. <laughs> right. Right. Type of thing, you know, it's funny. And, and yeah. so, um, you know, you know, where am I on my journey? Well, I'm, I'm definitely, I want to, I want to go back. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm definitely in a place of just learning and. Yes. Um, well, you yeah. are. We all are, Evan. But, you know, you said a moment ago something very important that I don't want to skip over. Everything you're saying is important, but that you're recognizing now, and this is huge. You know, I, 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 I have the privilege of knowing Evan because Evan and I work together in, um, you know, in our depth work, our inner work. And... Um, that you are now able to really feel and recognize when you are in a place of ego, when you are feeling like, I got this, I don't need anybody. You know, I, and God giving you the memory of, oh, really? Well, maybe you wouldn't have done so well in the accident, right? If I didn't hold it, or how about your hand going through the glass here, right? You know, when I heard that, what came to mind was it had to unconsciously send you back to when this happened, mm-hmm. right? Because we know that only 10% of us is conscious, right? And when we, when we learn that and we can pay attention to that, we're able to see God's movement in it all. It's a very powerful trajectory that we learn to tune in on, turn into, but so, Evan, that's huge. That's a great recognition. So being aware between your voice and your ego and that relationship with God that is becoming so important to you. See, God calls us first. We think we go to God. God calls us first. And there's a great painting. I don't remember who it's from. I don't think it's Garvaggio. Looks more antiquated than that. Where Jesus is standing on one side of the door and there's no doorknob. And he's knocking. And God, Jesus is, oh, God is always, the God of your understanding is always knocking. And we are, um, we are called to open the door. And that's what I'm hearing you talk about today, that you are on this in this place of being invited to open the door and trusting whether or not you can um, really trust in that being God and opening up the door. Is it you opening up Mm -hmm. the door? So we have about one minute. It went very quickly, Evan. You're a treasure and you did so great. And I loved having you on the show. 
Uh, maybe you come back again and we'll talk more about the depth of spirituality. I would love that. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for well, having me. It's great. And we want to try to get Mary Alice on here. So let us end in prayer. Thank you, God, for the privilege of being with all of your people tonight. You fill all things with the fullness and hope that we can never comprehend. Thank you for leading us into a time where more of reality is being unveiled for us all to see. We pray that you will take away our natural temptation for cynicism, denial, fear, despair, and falling asleep. Help us have the courage to awaken to greater truth, greater humility, and greater care for one another. May we place our hope in what matters and lasts, trusting in your eternal presence and love. Knowing, good God, that you are hearing us better than we are speaking, we offer these prayers in all of the holy names of God. Amen. 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 Thank you, Evan, so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Good night, everyone. We'll see you next week here back on A Journey Through Into Awareness. Good night. I'm Dr. George Andow. Hope you can tune in again. Bye-bye now. Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. you listeners looking to boost your business why not advertise on talk radio nyc with very reasonable rates interested simply send us a message on our website talkradio.nyc do you love or are you intrigued about new york city and its neighborhoods i'm jeff goodman host of rediscovering new york a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Howdy, I'm Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7 Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.